Okay, we're here in the Cultural Centre in Kilkishan. Uh, Pat O'Brien, who's hosting us this morning. Pat, this man is after coming into the Cultural Centre and sitting down here opposite us, and none of us know him. So maybe <laughs> <laughs> you might you might help us out here and introduce him. We have John Torpy of Torpy Hurley's down in Belvoir, and he's uh, 40 years in business this, this year, so... Uh, we invited him in here to have a chat over the, how, how the 40 years uh, <laughs> <laughs> passed away. How they've gone. <laughs> how they've gone. <laughs> yeah. Look, in, in case any of our, our listeners know, Jim, uh, it took you seriously there. We, of course, know John Torp. <laughs> of course we so, do, yes. So well. And, and as Pat said there, uh, we're, we're, ce- we're celebrating... You're 40 years. God, you don't look... You're getting a bit greyer, all right, I'd say. But, but generally, you're looking well, and I see that you're keeping fit at the golf course. Well, the hair changed at the same time 40 years ago, too. <laughs> but yeah. Now, I mean, it's getting to the most more serious side of it. You're probably one of the most prominent hurly makers in the country. Would that be a reasonable observation? Uh, true, I suppose, yeah. Of course, uh, we're selling it, you know. We're, <laughs> yes. We're, we're selling for it. Yeah. So, well, I suppose uh, it was a long haul. And uh, it didn't happen overnight. And um, it, has, it was a, a big decision to make, I suppose, uh, in, the, in, the, in the first place. Take us back to that. Can you recall the beginning? Oh, indeed I can. Um, I was making hurlies by hand probably... Most of my life, I'd say. Yeah. You know. No tradition uh, in the family before that. Oh that? yeah, my uncle Paddy, my uncle Paddy, uh, I had he, I, my very first hurley to play down here in Leeson's Risk, where there's a housing estate now. But uh, yeah. my very first hurley came out from under his bed, and it must have been there for 20 years, I'd say, because it was dead rotten, and the first piece of rough ground I hit in Leeson's Risk, it broke across the middle, and. I, yeah. I I was I was fairly sad over it, but I I came along and uh, there was such a thing that time as a crook, a crook, a crook, yeah, would be a small ash tree with with a a good take it up out of the ground. You had a nice lump of wood on the end of it. Are you Uh, gone into the root? Yes, I'm going. No, I'm talking about in the early days when my yeah. you asked me about tradition, yeah. and that was yeah. my uncle Paddy. Yeah. Right. But after my hurley broke down in Leeson's Risk, we had a man called Jerry Cronin was the ma- the teacher in Kilkishan at that time, and he played for a rogue. And actually, when I got bigger, I played against him once. On <laughs> yes. Yes. So, um, but the crook would break any hurley because it was only a lump of wood at the end of a root, and and my father was. A great judge of Ash, he'd be t- taking me to the fairs and six mile bridge and taller with him with a few cattle. And so he was a great judge of Ash. He'd tell me what to look for a nice green bark on your ash, and you won't get it better than it anywhere. A green, <coughs> a green bark on your, on your ash, yeah, yes. And that applied right through my life to Hurley's yeah. because there are several different colors of ash on the bark, really. Um, yes, do you know well, that, lads? No, no, no. <coughs> yeah, well, if you if you look at an ash plantation, of course the change, the colours are changing now fairly fast. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. We'll be, we'll be coming to that. Yeah. We'll be coming to that. Yeah, yeah. but uh, a nice green a green back is the best you'll get. 
you know, and um, you can get white bats and you can get a, a different color green on the back, but a nice green that you'd like. Is that a species of ash or no, is it just accident? No, it's all fractionless excelsior. And if you go all over the world and you're looking for ash and you say a fraction of Excelsior, yeah. everybody will know what it is. It's yeah. the ash that we use for hurlies. Okay. Right, no matter what country you're in. Yeah. That's the that's the definite name of it. Yeah. <coughs> but anyway, um, we did a lot of hurling with Jerry Cronin down in the risk and Mills, lads that played for O'Callaghan's Mills many times later yeah. would have uh, originated here in Kingfishan and would have played their first hurling in the risk. Mm. And that's, that's what we knew it as. The risk of the swamp? Yes, a swampish, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, uh, uh, it was very wet. Yeah. And uh, unless you had to find somewhere, you wouldn't be able to hurl at all in it. Yeah. But now it's a lovely housing estate now. No know. floods. No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> so anyway, back to the, the to the evolution of the <coughs> of the interest. Yeah, well, I made my own later on. Then when I got a little bit older, and I loved I loved doing that job. Mm. I loved doing it, and so I must have been improving all the time because while I was making them by hand, it was really tough work, and. Uh, the, the, the tools that you would use at that time was a small hatchet, chipping in a plank. Or if you were lucky to get the plank cut, someplace. That's nearly like prehistoric dugout. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, well, we're going back a long time here, you know. <laughs> I want. I was 80, 80 last birthday, so <laughs> you know, I'm going back a long time. Yeah, you know, and. Um, uh, oh, you're looking very well on DAT anyway. Oh, oh <laughs> compliments are great. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, some 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 places you'd get ash that had lo that lovely green colour I'm talking about. Yeah. And I was so I suppose very lucky in the people I met during my lifetime at the trees and at the work because. Um, uh, <clears throat> Later on, well, I'll stay with the handmade stuff first. Yeah. The word got around, and even my my old friend Babs Geating came up from from Tipperary for me to make holidays for him. Not very many now. Justin McCarthy from Cork came to me to make holidays. Sean Silkin Galway, you know. So I, I'm word. going back. I'm going back a long time now. Yeah. Word you was know? getting out, going around. The word was going around, and yeah. and uh, a lot of the Clare team from the from the late 70s, 70s, 76, 77, 78, when they won the National League. Yeah. A lot of the players had my holidays that time, you know. So, it was getting to the stage where I had no life whatsoever. You weren't married uh, yet? Uh, I'm, I'm married in 66, mm. right? So, I hadn't, I hadn't been married at this time, you know, but all during the 60s and 70s. Uh, I was away in the first eight years of the 60s. I, I, I lived in, in Greystones in County Wicklow. Uh, worked in TNC Martins, who was one of the biggest tim timber importers in the country at that time. But my father got very ill, and there was nobody at home. So even though I made the holidays when I was away also, you know. As a, as a sideline? As a sideline, exactly, yeah. 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 And uh, the, the company I worked for in Bray, they had a, a new branch in Bray, I was in charge of all timber and glass coating. And they sold, <laughs> well, I in, encouraged them to sell Doherty's were made in, 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 in Kilrush. Mm -hmm. uh, Greg Young had a, a hurling making machine in Kilrush before anybody had one. Yeah. 
are hardly making me. Yes, yes. And uh, there's, uh, well, I learned a good bit of stuff from people talking to me later on, how people in Kilrush, when I, when, I, when I did invest in a bandsaw, they said, you make sure you have all your fingers when you're finished with it. Because there were many people, and they're still there in Kilrush, who had only two and three fingers in each hand. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So th that was dangerous material, a dangerous piece of equipment, is a bandsaw. I know. It, it knows nothing about your fingers. It knows nothing about blood or nothing else. It's, it's, just, a, it's, a, it's just a bad machine, you know? It's a, it's a serious machine. So, as time went on, I, I, had, I, I, I developed great friends. I'd say, I'd say, can I say names here now? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Sean O'Regan in Broadford, who, who buried his wife just a month ago now, and I was over with Sean and spent some time with him. And I have great stories about those times, you know, because uh, you had to tender for ash. And I've moved on off in the handmaking, by the way. Yeah. Um, you, ha you had to tender for ash at that time. And tendering, you never knew when you got it. To Quilcher, was it? To Quilcher, yes. Yeah. yes. You, you could tender all you wanted. Yeah. But somebody else, you never knew who was in before you with a higher tender. So, unless I built up relationships with certain people. Yes. Yeah. And Sean was a great man and a great friend. Mm. And, uh, and let's say he kept you informed. He kept me informed, but he also kept me some ash. The because yeah. the foresters at that time were allowed to sell small pockets of ash and uh, they put in the price and everything else for it. But, um, it was all about board. Yes. But, um, Dune Island, and you know Dune Lake? I do. Well, there's an island around inside in the middle of that area. And I suppose uh, Sean came to me and he said, I have some ashes said and I'm allowed to sell it. So it'd be great if he was listening to this program <laughs> now this morning. <laughs> because, like, I had good stories with him about it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because it was beautiful ash. Mm -hmm. And my great friend, Another hardly maker, Sean McKenna from Scarif. Indeed. Indeed, yeah. My, still my great friend. And um, he, he gave me a hand to take it out. And I was on the chainsaw. And uh, I was young and hardy then, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but where else? I go to 83s a day. And did you go down to the crook? Did you? No, I went down to the crook, yeah. You went to the crook. <laughs> yeah. The crook was long since gone in these, yeah. because these were big trees. That, you know, you measured them at breast height, you know. Yes. And, uh, <clears throat> like, you want all day to, li to listen to some of the stories I have about the stuff, because, yeah. because um, <clears throat> I was cutting away, and there was one really bad ash tree mm. in the wood. And I was getting a good price, and I was getting what I wanted. But this one ash tree was really terrible. When I, when I started into cutting it, it was, it was all rotten at the bottom. But didn't the inspector arrive with Sean? And he saw me cutting the tree. Yeah. And we talked about this here a month ago when I was over at his, his wife's wake. Yes. Right? Yeah. And, and the inspector said to Sean, I hope you're giving him a good price on that, he says, because that's not a great tree he's out to go. So the, the end result. <laughs> oh, well. And we had a good laugh over the yeah. end. Yeah. And John, I'm just thinking, from, from the point of view of taking out a tree, particularly for, you know, for someone who 
wouldn't know anything about hurleys. Yes. Uh, you have to bring a bit of the root as well. Oh, you have to bring all the root. Yes. There's not no such thing as a bit of the root. Yes. Really? You have to bring all the root if you want the good grain in your hurley. You know, the grain that goes around in the curve, yeah. well, you only get that from the root. You don't get that from any other part of the tree. Yes. <coughs> yeah. You know, so you have to be, you have to be very explicit about how you do it. Yes. You know? And that, and that makes uh, it awkward to get the tree out. Oh, absolutely. And, and one touch of a stone inside where you can't see it. Yes. And you have the edge lost in your saw. Mm. And if you hit it a hard wallop, the, the, the end of the tooth turns like a, a knuckle. And you have to file all that away before you get the, the, res, the, the good value out of your chain, you know. So John, I remember um, being out in Kilfinan with you. <coughs> oh, God. <laughs> nice. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> <you're going> <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, you're going back a long ways now. <laughs> and and um, we went back to Kelly Dyson as well. Taking we, did, timber. we did, yeah. Kelly yeah. Khan, yeah. Kelly yeah. Khan, yeah. It was and, great. And the settlers. So we, we, we had great fun. Oh, well, we, we had, we had. <laughs> yeah, I remember, I remember Kilfinan. Yeah. Um, Martin Lillian and the Mills Lord, him, he gave me, he gave the, me the, his truck. He gave me his truck and he brought his own, the big truck himself yeah. and we all headed to Kilfin and I was after taking out 618 trees on my own. What? Yes, in Kilfin. In now, Kilfin. extend, when you say you took out. That's the chance I had. Yeah, what about there, the root there then? Is, there is no other way of taking them out, you have to cut every root. You have to Good. clean around them first. You, you have, have to clean, clean yeah. around them first. Yeah. But uh, the, the problem was that it was a bit gravelly underneath and I earned a sharpening chainsaws. I, I earned that. That's a tough job. Mm. Because, first of all, you have to have a, a gadget that, that you hammer into the side of a log for to hold the chainsaw. You can't do it with just one hand. Yes. You know? And you have to have new files. And so, it's not the easiest thing in the world to do. But Pat remembers this now. Well, uh, we had great fun because there was... A, Seven or eight guys from here, from the Mills Club, and oh, yeah. <laughs> Sean Hare was hurling at the time, and who was the forester, but... Well, Crowley, uh, Crowley, Tim, Tim, Tim Crowley, Crowley, from, Crowley. Tim Crowley from Cork, mm. right? And uh, he was the forester. Yeah. <laughs> so the crack was 90. Yes, Merton Joe McMahon, the last name was with us. He was. Merton Joe. He was, yes. And there was one, there was uh, Michael O'Neill, Michael O'Neill, whose yeah. son, Shane, is manager of Galway. Galway yeah. He was with me, he was a great, he was he a great was friend now. But you were we you were full time into it now. I yes, mean, I was. Yeah, no, I was, yeah. not a sideline anymore. No, not a sideline anymore. Yeah, and I'll go back to the start of that now in a second. But I get carried away with <laughs> when we get into. A we'll keep you in rain <laughs> because <laughs> we'll be. But <laughs> 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 the the fun we had was that <laughs> we didn't tell anybody for a long time. But there was one particular man, and I won't mention his name. No, but his wife made lovely egg sandwiches for him, <laughs> and we had only normal cheese, maybe. Yes. <laughs> so we found his sandwiches and we swapped ours with them. <laughs> 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 <So> <laughs> it was a good bit of fun. Yeah. You would, you would, John, I, I, can I know from talking to you before and, and mm. we had yourself and your son up in the studio That's there, correct, yeah. during yeah. the year, uh, you would have, it, it wasn't just going out and, and cutting down trees and whatever, you put an enormous amount of research in, oh yeah, into into ash and into hurley making oh, over yeah. the years. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I suppose <clears throat> I always had the technique myself, anyway, of what it was going to take to make a good hurley, and so I put that to use. And I, 
I must have put it to use fairly well because there were guys coming from all over the country to me for hurlies, you know. And <coughs> it was getting so bad now that the children were small and um, uh, it was raining and raining and raining. You think we had rain last week, like, but we had <laughs> rain we had rain 40 years ago as well, you know. Yeah. And so I was milking 25 cows at the time and had a milk quarter. And uh, that meant you had to have grass for cows. You had to have silage, you had to have hay. And the silage wasn't so big that time, but hay was. And you could have a meadow of hay ready for, for I'll say, tramming now, but in, putting it into cocks. They have different names yeah. for doing that. And uh, you might have it all ready, and down comes the rain. And so that was, that was killing stuff to do that, you know? It was really hard. And then lads waiting for you to make holidays at night. So I could have been working 12 or 14 hours a day. And then um, uh, <laughs> I, I invested in a machine, right? And I went back to my lovely county of Wicklow that I hurled with for, for, fi for five years, right? And I went back to my friend Pat Staunton in Lanealy. And uh, I said, you know, what am I going to do about this holidays? I said, I'm getting overrun altogether. Why don't you buy a machine? He says, I'm after getting one myself. And I said, would you show me how to work it? Now, this took some friend to do this because he's still my friend after all those years. And uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do it, <laughs> you know, because I did it at home locally and other fellows went away and became hardly makers. Mm -hmm. So, but my friend in Ely in Wicklow, he showed me how to do it, showed me how to do it, and gave me the name of the company, Gennari, from, from Italy. And so I invested in the machine. And so the, the, the business kept, kept going good, with the result that I had to get out of the cows and the milk. Totally? Right? Yeah, totally. I went into, into suckling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, that's a long story as well. Oh, we'll have to come to that another day. Another day, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it's, a, it's a good story could, too. Could but we move you to, because we're limited, John, in the, in the amount of time we have available to us. Yes, of course. Um, so, um, the dieback, which we talked about before, but, yes, yes. but the update on <coughs> the ash dieback. Yes. How uh, are you reading that? Um, the ash dieback, uh, well, when it, it started in Poland in 1992, and I had, at one stage in my holiday making career, I, I checked out Holland. And, and the Dutch. And um, two foresters met each other in the lakeside in Killaloo, and one of them said, Mihalo Lailish, you'll remember him, mm -hmm. Secretary of Fiegel G8 Love, yes, and, and Josh Lowry, who now lives in Killaloo. Yeah. And they both rang me on a Monday morning. And did one ring the other? Did, did Michael ring you? Uh, no, he, he didn't. Well, he'll ring you now at 10 o'clock. The two of them rang me at the same time. And the upshot of that was that I did go to Holland. And the 1st of February last, I'm there 22 years in that country. No edge in the chainsaw because there's no stones. No stones. <laughs> yeah. And it, was, it was the best thing. I took out 400 trees in a week on my own. You did? I did, yeah. Because you work. I, I, I opted for two things, two chainsaws, mm. right? 
And you get on an amount of three. But it's a big story now. You, we haven't time for it today. No, no. Okay. Yeah. But I am telling you that the ash, when I saw it, I knew this is this is for me. Was it green? Oh, it was green. Really? Yes. It yeah. was beautiful. It was sown in the polders. Yes, of it, course. Uh, the clan, yeah. you know what the polder yeah. is, yeah. yeah. And so they... they they had, they're a great country and they're great people. And my friend of 14 years who came to my son's wedding two years, three years ago, died a month ago with a brain tumor. Oh my. And I miss him very much. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. 47 years of age. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll throw that in there because yes. everybody thinks it's all sunshine, but it's not all sunshine. So yeah. essentially now you're getting your supply from... Uh, from uh, from, the, from the Netherlands, yeah. yeah. And you're also you you've also experimented, and we've only two minutes. Would you believe it, John? Left. We all you also experimented. Yes, I was expecting two more hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the probably, one, probably one two more. Hours. We could we could do two yeah. more hours. We we we'll, we'll come again. That's the, 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 the one should always leave a little for the next. Day. <laughs> oh, okay. absolutely, absolutely. But just one one word about the bamboo, Harley. How is that going? That's going tremendous. Is it? Oh, my son Sean has, has perfected it. Mm. I came up with the idea about seven years ago. You did, and uh, I, I, Sean went off to college, and I thought it was the end of the world for me because uh, I was waiting for, for him to take over. Yeah. And he went off to university in Lockborough for four years. But wasn't years. that good as it transpired? It was the best thing that ever yeah, happened. It was. It was the best thing that ever happened. Yeah. Uh, how many? How many fathers have sons? who want to do the job they did. Yeah. Not so many. No. You, and introduce the science. Yes. Into yeah. it. And do you see it, John, we'll say going forward, uh, or is it possible to see, we'll say, with the ash die back and, and, and all of that, um, will it be a mixture of bamboo and ash going forward? Well, for as long as the ash will last. I have 20,000 trees planted for Sean's future 20 years ago. Yes. And they're all dead. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're coming out now. If I can get a bit of fire out of them, otherwise there's nothing out of them. Yeah. They're dying in the ground, you know. And I, I planted these. I was very, I was very big into tillage after the cows, and I love tillage. I love my hands in the soil, and it was great, you know. Uh, but Sean, Sean has done an excellent job. He has researched it, and he has researched everything there, and I think he's done a brilliant job. And there's bamboo going all over the world at the moment. Yeah. All over the world. Yeah. Yeah. Peter Duggan is just back from Australia. From, from Australia. Yeah. But he, he took so many bamboos out of Australia. <laughs> <laughs> because they're playing Holland everywhere, like. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So John, uh, it's John, bamboo. It's bamboo. Gerard, Gerard Hagerty is our best, is our best ad advert. Because he's playing uh, tomorrow in Crow Park with his bamboo topi hurley. Really good because yes. Yes. and Jamie Bannon from Watford yeah. also played all his matches with us. So we must be doing something right. Yeah, well, absolutely. <laughs> and is the is the edge dead on the all over the all over the Europe now? Is it's it all o it's all over uh, it's all over Europe, Pat. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're checking trees for me over there at the minute, and I've I've sent them. Uh, they sent me some pictures, and I said the colour is wrong, and then I sent them my own pictures of uh, earlier years. Yeah, uh, with all white ash. Mm. Ash has to be white, mm. and with dieback, it's not white. It's a dirty brown. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a dirty brown. 
John, John we, we will have to. We, 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 uh, we could go, I mean, we've gone way over time, <laughs> and, and it's a pleasure and, to listen uh, to you. Cheers, lads. And, and, and I, told, and it, I, told, it, I told Mary, look, I'll be back after dinner. <laughs> John, John, thank we, you very we will much. Meet again <laughs> okay. in the not too distant future. Thank no you problem, very, very no much. Problem. Okay, okay. Uh, 